The following is a pre-recorded paid program. Any claims made during the program are strictly those of the advertiser. They do not reflect the views and are not guaranteed or warranted by Portland Radio Group or its parent company, Saga Communications Incorporated. This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Hey, welcome everyone to Closer to Home. I'm Jeff Matea from the Matea Group at Keller Williams here with my co-host Harrison Smith. Welcome, Harrison. Morning, Jeff. And it's Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Thanks for listening. If uh, you know you get mom to listen to, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, tell us what did you do this weekend? So uh, in, in my in my house, we have two major spring events. One is uh, getting the the yard ready, and the second one is lacrosse. So the weekend was spent getting mulch and loam delivered and spread around, and then lacrosse games <laughs> and all that fun stuff. Did they win? They did. They awesome. won. They won comfortably, thankfully. Perfect, perfect, good. That, you? Uh, Bitterford lacrosse is uh, coming on strong. Love it. How old's How old's your son again? Uh, almost eleven. So this is a uh, Bitterford youth lacrosse. Great group. Um, you know, all, all volunteers. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, what a great league. Yeah, start them young. That's uh, the good feeder program for uh, exactly. the high school high school days. Yeah, over the weekend, geez, I can't even remember what I did. Uh, we've got the pool. You know, catered to uh, my wife um, for Mother's Day, obviously, of and so uh, we'll we'll do the rest of the day here uh, back home. But I was going to get right into the market and uh, talk about some local news. We've got an excellent guest in in studio again, Corey Scott from Annie Mac Mortgage. We'll take some listeners' questions. As always, a tip of the week and then uh, local events happening this weekend. So I know it's it's a pretty busy day uh, with Mother's Day. So, you know, cater to cater to mom, love mom and future mom, you know, moms to be. Um, but then maybe next week, uh, you know, take part in all the activities and stuff that we'll introduce to you. So tell us, you know, marketing trends. What kind of leads the way? It's it's kind of that broken record on repeat, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's we continue to feel the supply shortage both on the market and and just across the market. Um, but we continue to see listing inventory down. Um, trends are showing that maybe things will pick up a little bit, but it's still tight. Yeah, it's like twenty percent still. Yep. Um, but we're seeing prices are up, uh, which is you know par for the course. Now it's it's up eighteen percent. Sales prices are still trending at one hundred and six percent of list price, uh, which is just phenomenal to see. And then the national average for offers, I saw you'd found this on um, Keep Current Matters, is that uh, the average, uh, national average for offers per house is 4.8, and Maine is uh, averaging even more than five offers per home, and that's statewide, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's looking at all the activity across the state. So we're actually seeing, and I guess one thing that's nice is that this is happening all around the country. This is not like an isolated Maine thing. This is going on around the country, this supply issue. Uh, but really, in Maine, we are seeing something that's on par with the national average or above. When it comes to offers, we're above. Uh, but Maine is definitely one of the more active markets right now in the country. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we see the the out-of-state influence, uh, you know, the, the attraction to Portland, uh, all the things that there are to do. And yeah, from personal experience, I mean, it seems every house we've listed lately is multiple offers. Maybe there's some hesitation that there's not like a immediate, you know, 15 offers like we had seen in right. the past it might be one or two to start and then as you get to the offer deadline um, you know another offer or two come in and you do hit that four or five but they're all competitive people are still coming in at or above asking price 
some waiving inspections, not always. Right. Uh, and then you know the lending side, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is as interest rates are rising, people are getting a little bit hesitant, but it's not stopping. No, it's not. And and you can speak to this for sure. You know, when you think about the marketplace, it really is shaped like a pyramid. You know, you've got a lot of buyers at your kind of lower median price points, and then you as you go up the price point, your buyer pool thins out. So when you get into those those more median price point homes, the 300, 350,000, um, we're seeing a lot more offers on those than we are as you trade up that price point. Sure. And then, you know, if you if you, you know, can conceptualize our listeners can conceptualize that pyramid, you know, the base being the biggest. We've almost seen that, you know, the base has been cut off a little bit. Mm. So we've moved up a little bit as far as like the the buyers that are still remaining. There might have been some folks that are sensitive to interest rates that just fell off and said, well, mm. we're going to pump the brakes a little bit. It's just what we what we desire in a home, what we've been looking at. Either we now can't afford or, well, we can afford it, but we want to put work into it. But that monthly payment has just kind of made us wait a little bit. We hope that the market contracts, uh, prices come down. I can assure you, don't wait. We don't see that the prices are actually going to go down. We see that there'll be still appreciation actually for another year plus. I mean, the yep. economists are saying that it could continue for a few more years, especially with inventory down. Yeah, absolutely. And what we've learned more than anything in the last year or two in these in these uh, uh, price uh, price points and this price pressure we felt is that really you buy homes based on that monthly payment. You know, with with the invention of consumer credit the price of the home is less important than the monthly payment. And most of your buyers are shopping based on that monthly payment. Um, and interest rates are a big factor to that. So, you know, is the price of the home super important? It is to a certain extent, but really it's going to be that monthly payment that determines, you know, where your budget puts you. Exactly. We joke to the psychology of like going to the car a uh, lot. It's all you're sold on the payment. Well, we'll yep. just spread out the term and we'll, we'll make this, what do we, what do we do to put you in that car exactly uh, today? And then, yeah, we're, you know, moving on, uh, you're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Like I was saying, moving on to uh, land, though, even land activity, while it's down 30%, prices are up 30%. So it's just kind of a wash. Uh, right. You know, more people are saying, well, I can't find the home that I desire or it doesn't fit all of the, the check boxes that I'm looking for. I'm, I'm going to go build that home. Exactly. So they're scooping up some lands yet. We're not seeing all these homes being built because supplies cost more. It's taking more, more time. Maybe the contractors aren't available. Um, can you speak to a little bit of that? Of you know, We've got some experience there with purchasing land, and then folks are okay sitting on it for a little bit. It's yeah. not that costly. Yeah, no, and what's funny is you generally don't see a lot of land activity. Land is a tough, is a tough, piece, is a tough piece of property to sell in Maine because it's seasonally, you, half the time you can't even see it. It's buried under snow. Um, so land has always been kind of like a second tier item for us. We don't see a lot of it. We have seen land activity pick up the last couple of years because people are doing exactly that. They're saying, geez, I can't find the home I want. I'll just build it. Um, but land requires, there's a lot of due diligence that gets done with land, a lot of approvals that go into land. Then you got to go through the building process. You know, construction is definitely cost wise up in the 20 to 30% range. Uh, there's been a little bit of relief lately, but not a lot. Um, but a lot of people are looking at land right now as I don't need a house right now. And I, so I'll take the time to kind of really plan it out and get it right. Exactly. And, and we, we talk about this all the time, especially training our, our newer agents and some clients that don't even follow that raw land is the lowest priced or exactly. at that present time. As you improve it, and we can talk about those steps, is as sure. you improve it towards the good to sell or you can sell raw land, but getting it closer to like surveyed, perk tested, you know, every, you know, all the earthworks done 
the more that you do, the more that it's, uh, you know, more cost and exactly. the expense then gets wrapped into passing along to the buyer. So your land is now worth more. So part of that too is likely the, the owner of the land at the time is starting to improve it. They've got time. Well, I'm seeing land sell. If I were to, you know, cut trees down, if I would stake it out, if I'd get a well drilled, if I'd get a foundation poured, now this land is worth more. And then they're putting it on the market at different stages. Exactly. We, we view land as there being really three stages to land. There's raw land, which is, you know, nobody's looked at it. Nobody's done anything with it. There's trees on it. You know, you, you can't see much. Then there's approved land where you've gone through the exercise to actually get approval to do something with it. And then there's actually like the prepared land version where I've gone and I've cleared it and I, somebody can just come in, pour a foundation and build. Yeah. I might even have a permit ready to go. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that, and you know, there's obviously there's energy and time and money that gets spent to hit all those milestones, but really it's raw land, approved land, prepared land. And the value just continues to progress as you move up the chain closer to uh, prepared land. That's right. Yeah. And if you have a question uh, for us to answer related to, you know, to land or anything we've spoken about while on the air, just give us a call at 207-331-5516, or you can email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. And again, that's num- that number is also a text line. So 207-331-5516, you can text it or call. Yeah. If you think of a great question, at any time of the day, 24 hours a day, just text that line. We'll take a look at it. Yeah, Harrison will wake up and answer you yeah. right back, right? I, I love to answer text messages <laughs> in bed at 3 in the morning, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so be sure to text that. So, yeah. You know, wake Harrison up and he'll he'll get right back to you. Uh, and then we saw a great article in Main Biz uh, related to multifamilies. Do you want to address that? Yeah, so the multifamily market is one I, th- I think a lot of buyers don't look at because uh, I think the, the natural thought is go get a single-family home. But the multifamily market is actually great for people, even if they are going to live in the property, we call that house hacking, where you live in a multifamily unit that you own uh, and let other people pay your mortgage and, and eventually you know, you move out of that and progress. But we've seen a lot of activity in the multifamily market because people looking for single family homes are saying, geez, this is really tough. I'm going to go, I can go spend more on a multifamily if somebody's paying me some rent uh, and I can actually afford to live where I want to live. Um, so we're seeing the multifamily market almost get some of the overflow from the single family market and it's trading at, at a lot more active pace than usual. We're also seeing some sig- significant price increases. And we're also seeing some properties that have been bought and sold several times over right. the last few years as people have come in, seen appreciation, gotten out, and just gone through that cycle. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, we've seen that appreciation. We've also seen some folks and some clients of ours that have picked up some, some of those diamonds in the rough mm. and realized, wow, these rents are low. The price is fair considering mm. what they're receiving for rents. But if I can dress this up a little bit, some paint, some decorating inside and out, touch up some of the you know necessary items because a lot of landlords do put their properties on when a property needs a new roof mm-hmm. or windows, heating system, or just a, t- a troubled tenant. They, they move that tenant out or they fix up the building a little bit, raise the rents, dress up the property a little bit better and can go back on the market for far more money. And they had the insulated, you know, the insulated piece of the market helping them you know, you could do just about anything to a property and it was going to improve or you could do nothing and the price was going to go up in this right. market. Right. And so they were getting the ben- benefit of that. Um, and then, right, you said, so properties were trading more frequently. You'd see a, someone pick up a property last year and it came back on the market mm-hmm. $50,000 to $100,000 more with nothing done to it, but just maybe a tenant improvement or just a rate increase on the interest, I mean, yeah. uh, the rent. Yeah, and, and we'll dive into multifamily in future shows because it really is a totally different animal in terms of how it's valued and how it operates. But uh, it's a great option for people that maybe are a little bit priced out on a single-family home to go get a multi, have some rent to offset, be able to live where they want to live. 
Um, and also something we'll talk to Corey more about in terms of what are your multifamily options because financing on these properties is not as complicated as somebody might think. Exactly, exactly. And so if you, you know, listen to the show, uh, you know, and, and miss a uh, segment, you can always catch it on our podcast, Closer to Home Means Real Estate Radio. We'll be right back. And on our next segment, we'll talk to Corey from Andy Mac Mortgage. question about real estate or home improvement call the 24-hour closer to home helpline at 207-331-5516 now back to closer to home maine's real estate radio with your host and real estate expert jeff matea of the matea group at keller williams realty on news radio 98.5 fm and am 560 wgan hey welcome back everyone it's jeff matea here with harrison smith that jingle. You got to love that jingle. I, I love that jingle. My, my ringtone has never been the same since I made it the jingle. Exactly. And if you know you want to text Harrison at three in the morning uh, on, yeah. the, on the text line to just hear the jingle, he'll, he'll send it right back to you. We have a guest in studio, Corey Scott from Annie Mac Mortgage. And you know, our goal is to just make sure that we get that jingle ingrained in every guest's mind so that you're whistling it by the, uh, the end of the show. Welcome, Corey. Hey, thanks. That jingle is <laughs> sick. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Sell your home the easy way. Well, welcome, Corey. Uh, we'd love to hear an update on interest rates, where we're at and where we're yeah, going. Sure. So um, the way rates ended the end of market yesterday, they're around national average around five and a half percent. Wow. Yep. So, I mean, this has been a drastic increase in where it was back in January. Uh, and even considering last September, August, when rates were all-time lows, it's been a huge jump and it happened really quick. Yeah. But so you, you mentioned the all-time lows we were at, but historically five and a half yep. is still considered to be low, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, historically rates are average around six and a half to seven percent or so, so we're still under that under that market for sure. Uh, we have so many clientele though coming back to us like, where are the twos? Where are the threes? And now it's <laughs> right. nowhere in the realm. Right? Yeah, for sure. So what are you uh, what are you seeing in terms of the mortgage market? Do you see people beginning to shift to other programs? Are there other uh, are there other options that weren't being explored and rates were so cheap that are being looked at now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of um, the first thing I'll say is like a lot of our clients that were pre-approved at the higher end of the market before their price points are now coming back around and realizing with the rate change that they have to kind of downsize their budget, right? Make sure, sure right size yeah. that. So that's been a, one thing we're experiencing across the across all markets right now. Um, a lot of our a lot of our clients are also looking at some of the we call them non QM like some uh, non traditional mortgages because the rates being so much higher now we can get some flexibility with those programs so uh, thinking outside the box I guess so we have some options for those as well but um, a lot of our most of our clients are still the typical conventional VA FHA rural development buyers okay now okay. non QM can you explain that further yeah sure so that'd be like if someone say someone had like a, a bankruptcy three days ago we can actually get them a loan they had a foreclosure. Last year, we can get them a loan. Historically, there have been uh, timelines on those. So a lot of our, a lot of the investors that are private money, not Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or the government agencies, are rolling out these options to help consumers get into properties. So you're you're paying a higher rate for these, obviously, but it's a much higher risk for for the investors. But it's helping a lot of our consumers get into properties again, which is cool. Well, so when you say non-QM, are, these aren't subprime loans like we were writing no. in 2007, 2008 that caused the crash, right? No, not at all. They still go through underwriting. It's the same exact scenario. It's just uh, 
They're trying to put some life into clients that may have not had an option to buy a while ago, but their risk-based pricing is what they're doing with those. Okay. So the rate might be a little higher for someone, but they can still get a loan. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And then within that bucket too, a lot of questions we get around people that might be self-employed, maybe even newly self-employed. Is that the category that you'd normally put uh, borrowers like that into? Yeah. So like self-employed is a different animal. Typically most investors, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, they want a two-year history of being self-employed just to show some sort of like earnings consistency because someone could go, you know, become a realtor, kill it for four months, right? Mm -hmm. And then make nothing in the next eight months of the years. Sure. So they want yeah. an average out. So that's why they typically historically want the two-year average on that. But some of these other investors are rolling up some programs. We'd look at like maybe bank statement programs where we can look at how much money commissions came in in that period of time and av average it out differently. So there are options for that as well. Well, just to be clear, though, people kill it on the Matea Group, but they don't then just fall right. off the face of the earth. No. Just, it might happen in the industry, but yeah, Absolutely. I get it. Two, so two years of uh, tax returns to prove your income was consistent or yep. in line. Well, and likely going to continue. That's a big thing they look into. The oh, ability right. to repay the loan back. Oh, absolutely. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. So what should borrowers know right now to you know best imp you know prepare themselves to win their offer, be able to make that payment yeah. and be you know not house poor? I say the biggest thing right now is a lot. Of, I'd encourage all clients if they haven't gone back to their mortgage professional yet to to get requalified. We're calling it just to make sure they know the rate difference, how that impacts their monthly payment, make sure they're, they're still in their budget comfort level. That's really important because so many clients are coming back and, and we're running numbers again based on the current market. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, like values are also increasing still. So it's kind of a perfect storm. Rates are going up and values are still increasing. So their budget six months ago, a year ago, 18 months ago is not where it was currently. So we have to reassess that. And so you encourage people to lock their rate, let the rate float? Yeah, I mean, that's... we. Uh, a big part of our conversations with the clients is once they go under contract, we give them the option, here's the market. Are you comfortable with this rate? If so, we lock in, forget it, and move on. If not, yeah. it's their, their call on that. Okay. And then you you keep them up, updated every yep. so often. Exactly. You know, it's gone up, it's gone down. What yep. are you, where are you at today? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are, now, are people, do you see more people buying the rate down or right now worrying about that? Yeah. I mean, when uh, so when I said earlier the rates are 5.5% or so, that's like a perfect scenario, right? That's like a 20, 25% down, A plus credit scores. Honestly, not not every client fits that bucket, right? So when scores are a little bit lower, rates could be higher. So a lot of our clients in that in that range now are looking at paying points to buy the rate down, just because we don't know what's going to happen in the market over the next six months. Eight, you know, who knows what rates are, what's going to happen with the rates? The trend is right now they're going up and they're escalating quickly. So you say you say paying points and buying the rate down. Can you just explain to the listeners what that means? Yeah. So that's pretty much what you're doing is you're prepaying some interest on the loan. So you're buying the rate down. So say the the rate's a five and a half today. You could pay one point, which is one percent of the interest rate of the of the loan, I should say. So if the loan's four hundred thousand, that's a four thousand dollar charge at closing, and you could renegotiate a lower rate with that with that fee. So you're paying a fee to get to get a better rate. Okay, so you still you still can get lower rates, but there's now a, a fee associated to getting those rates. Absolutely makes sense. Yep. Well, yeah, you're just paying up front for the uh, ability to. Yep. And it's it's well worth it if you intend to stay in the home. Exactly. From a financial standpoint. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, News Radio 98.5 FM, AM 560 WGAN. So when you guys are talking to borrowers right now and you've got your crystal ball out, are, are, do you have any sort of expectations for the remainder of the year what borrowers should be expecting? I mean, I wish I had my crystal ball. This has been <laughs> a really challenging three to four months based on the escalation. And I, the conversation we're having is here's the market. Rates have escalated really quickly, faster than they've ever gone up in the history of mortgage rates. And something has to give at some point. We just don't know when and how quickly. Um, the Fed's doing their thing and trying to stop inflation, obviously, which is super important to the economy. That's having a direct impact on the mortgage rates as well. 
but right now it's kind of uncharted territory with like all the the war and everything that's going on and inflation we don't know what's going to happen so the conversation is it's still a good time to buy you're still getting an asset you're still you know rates are up and down uh it's just a matter of if if it fits makes sense for their financial situation you know we give them their budget give them the goals and that's what we go over to make sure it fits where they uh they want to be i can't i could never predict the next eight months 12 months a year out just wouldn't be fair but um at this point, the trend is things are continuing to rise. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, sure. if we go back to Wednesday when the Fed just raised the rate 50 basis, 50 basis points, points. On, on Wednesday, I mean, the impact rate at, right there, yep. the market already expected it. So it was priced in, yep. but you probably saw a little bit of a blip. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's going to come back to impact our clients as well. Like a lot of our investor clients use their equity lines to purchase investment property or second oh, home. Yeah, right. So like those rates are going to go up automatically because of the, of the Fed rate increasing. Sure. The most, I thought the interesting thought about the Fed announcement was that they are, that's the most aggressive rate hike since 2000. So it's been 22 years since they've gone to 50 basis points, mm. but they also mentioned they're, they're the next two will also be 50 basis points or leaning that way but they're not going to go into the 75 basis points. So like once they announced that yesterday on Wednesday, the market uh, went positive for a few minutes, knowing that the Fed realizes what they're doing is working, but they can't be super aggressive as because that's going to just slow things. The economy will start to tank. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was favorable to hear that news yet. Our government never gets it right. They're so reactionary. <laughs> so it's really like, well, we'll take, we'll, we'll, we'll put, put our toe in the water, but we're not going to jump right in because could screw this up even more. We'll wait and see. We'll meet, we'll reconvene in a couple months and let, you know, see where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So given what you guys are seeing in the market and also what Annie Mac is a large lender sees around the country, are there, are there new programs or options that might be coming out to help, you know, kind of clarify some of this for borrowers? Uh, Absolutely. Um, The big thing that we're rolling out right now across uh, a few of our states in Maine, New Hampshire and Mass are coming very soon is something called cash to keys. So we partnered with a private equity firm and what we're doing for a lot of our, our conventional buyers, which is a conventional conforming loan and our veteran buyers, VA loans, we are going to um, start letting them write cash offers on properties with us um, backing a loan behind the scenes. So we will be running, uh, getting them in, getting them fully pre-approved, underwritten, signed off on, and then we're going to coordinate them with one of our, or get them to one of our coordinators and work with them on writing cash offers on properties going wow. forward, which is going to be a home run for a lot of clients. <laughs> That's out a there. game changer. That's, un- yep. That's unreal. Well, uh, I know we have to go to break here real quick, but uh, let's let's dive right back into yeah. that when we start our next segment. Um, you're listening to Closer to Home Means Real Estate Radio. When we come back, we'll we have Corey Scott back to answer listeners' questions as well as dive into this cash for key cash two keys. Sorry, cash two keys from Andy Mac Mortgage. Missed an episode of Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio? Visit WGAN.com for our past and future episodes. Here's your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea, on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back. You're listening to Closer to Home. Thank you so much for listening. That bumper music, man. Dropkick Murphys. It's like, takes you back to like Red Sox, Yankees, the rivalry. It's such a good song. <laughs> you can use it anytime, anywhere. All right. Well, we were back with Corey Scott of Annie Mac Mortgage, and we, we left off with the uh, Cash the Keys. And uh, I'd love to dive more into that. Yeah. You've got some questions from some listeners as well, Harrison, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a question, feel free to reach out to us, uh, 207-331-5516. Again, that is text-friendly as well. Or you can email us anytime, closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com, uh, and we'll get your questions on the air. 
Uh, so the first question is also going to bring us back to the Cash to Keys program. A uh, question from Elizabeth from Scarborough. Uh, my realtor recommended I get pre-approved, but my lender gave me a pre-qualification letter. What is the difference? Sure. That's a great question, and that's something we go over with other clients in every conversation we have with them to, as we get the game, uh, the ball started with them. The first, the difference is pre-qualification, a lot of lenders will just take their numbers, to ask them, a client how much money they're making, ask them ID on their credit score, and say, yeah, it's good, and send a letter out, which honestly uh, is a disservice to clients and realtors out there because it's not accurate at all. A pre-approval is actually when we pull credit, get their financial statements, review the numbers, make sure they have the assets verified to, to close on the property. Um, we actually take it one step further and we get our clients, uh, it's called platinum pre-approval. And that's when we actually get them fully underwritten with an underwriter. So we actually get their loan in like they're under contract and get them signed off on so that when they're shopping for a property, it's it's a home run. It's all done. Yeah, and there's no, they, no surprises. No or, surprises. Yeah, your underwriters already asked the questions, right? Yep, exactly. You get title work back and appraisal, which you need in any transaction anyways. And at that point, um, that's all we need. So helping a lot of our clients. So if somebody's going to look towards maybe that cash to keys program, yep. so how, how does that work for yeah. a borrower? So cash to keys, honestly, the, the first step on this is getting pre-approval. Like we, we need the documents in, we got to make sure it all makes sense. They, um, it's a full underwrite, like I said, like this is a very, we're holding a lot of risk on this type of transaction. So there's a little more scrutiny on it. Um, but what we do is we get them in fully pre-approved, fully underwritten. And at that point we give them we call it the, the cash offer approval We then go and put an offer on a property that we, um, it's a cash offer. We still need an appraisal on that property to make sure the appraisal hits, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we end up closing on the loan uh, that we're running behind the scenes for them. If for some reason we can't close on the loan in time at that point, uh, Annie Max private equity company actually purchases the property and sells it back to them. Wow. So a lot of our clients have been shopping in the 5%, 10%, 20% down, competing with cash offers or clients putting down 50%. This is going to be an absolute game changer for them to get them back in the market again. And you, and you said you were already, this was already in place in Florida. Yep. Timing wise, I mean, it didn't hold up anyone. They were still able to make a timely offer. Not, not at all. We're still getting the loans closed there in three weeks or so. Wow. Yep. Well, and that's amazing because it, it makes the offer you're placing so much more competitive uh, than what you're going up against other than those few cash buyers. Yep. Exactly. Cash, cash is always king, right? Like, sure. you, yep. you know, yeah. they don't care if you have a house listed at 500, offering 100,000, there's yep. cash, like that's going to close obviously. Right? Now you mentioned that. So what if they have a house to sell and can they make a cash to keys offer? Yep. With a house to sell. They absolutely can. And the second part of the Cash to Keys program, so the first one's the cash offer that we've been talking about where they can put a, place an offer and we back that. The second part that we'll be rolling out to Maine uh, down a little bit later down the road is going to be where we actually can purchase uh, the seller's property so they can go and purchase a new property, not contingent. So a lot, like right now, the feedback we're getting is like someone's putting an offer on property they're contingent to sell, right? Yeah. But they don't want to sell their house until they find a house to go. So it's kind of like what, what happens first, right? Everyone's right. scared yeah. of that yeah. first move. Right. We can actually help them out by purchasing or putting an offer on their property or, or buying that property from them, the one they're selling, right? They go buy the new property and then we sell that one after. So that contingency is now removed. Yeah. And what's amazing is this program actually loosens up the market as a whole. Because as, as we know from the inside, we know that sometimes one listing creates a domino effect of other transactions because that person now finds the right mm-hmm. house and, and they put theirs up and then so on and so forth. It kind of daisy chain transactions together. Exactly. We're seeing this open up the markets. Uh, a lot of our, so this has been rolled out in, our, in New Jersey so far in Florida. Our peers in New Jersey that are doing it have seen so much market movement recently just because this Excellent. program's yeah. helping clients out. Yeah, frees up that inventory that's probably out there in the shadows. Something waiting. has to give, right? Like yeah, something right. has to change eventually for, to get houses on the market and then buyers will start Absolutely. buying and we're back to the economy. Yeah. And, that, and that's great to be working with a lender that's actually out there trying to find solutions to the problems we have rather than just con- kind of continuing to push the same stuff that got us here. Well, exactly. and being creative, right? There's enough order takers in the market. We need someone that's yeah. going to be out there leading the way, being proactive and, and 
you know, taking charge. Yeah. No. So we really appreciate that. No, thank you guys. I mean, I think this is going to be an absolute, the, the feedback we're getting in the other uh, territories that we're doing this in now currently has been overwhelming and just seeing clients get their offers accepted after putting in 20, 40, 60 <laughs> sure, offers, well, right, dude, yeah. like that's, it's crazy. Yeah, so now right. we're at the point where they're going under contract, they're closing. It's been really great stories. Yeah. That's a game changer for clients for yeah. sure. Oh, Especially yeah. our veteran buyers too. This isn't just conventional. The VA yeah. clients, VA, yeah. they've been underserved for two years, right? Like of course, it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible right. it is, but that's going to be a huge Open the market up for them big time. Great. Beautiful. All right. Next yeah. question. It's another question and one that we've heard a little bit lately. Uh, Joseph from Cornish asks, I know interest rates have gone up, but should I still consider refinancing? That's a really good question. It, and what I'll say is it, it's case by case, right? So if someone has like a 30-year loan and say they're 2875, they got in when things are good, it may not make sense. But we have a lot of clients that come to us that have credit card debt or they have car loans at 18% or student loans. Like it still makes sense at this mm -hmm. point especially as values are really high, like you can reap your equity. We've never seen values, like this is the height of the market, I feel like, right? We've seen in the last 15, you know, 12, 14 years or so. So clients, we're encouraging them if they have debt that's, you know, not out of control, but they want to get taken care of. Right. It's a good time yeah. to refinance, pull the equity out while they can, yep. and then pay off that debt. And that gives them, maybe their mortgage rates higher, right? But they may have a much better quality of life as they're trying to, you know, not have those, you know, $1,800 credit card payments. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, that was the idea of consolidation was exactly. to, to, you know, use that, you do that lower lower interest rate to correct the uh, the higher interest rate and then spread it out over time. Exactly. And one thing we'll do too with them is like when we with clients that come to us with that situation, which there's a lot of them right now, which is great. We'll run scenarios and a, a program for them to show them if they keep making that. You know, if they take say their credit card's a thousand bucks a month, they'll take that thousand dollars and pay it towards their principal payment on the mortgage going forward. How fast they'll pay that down compared to the mm. the debt they're drowning in currently. Exactly. I mean, use this time where equity in your home is actually going to help you get out of a, a hole that you might have. You know, not not your fault. Hopefully, we can teach some folks that they never go back into this. Um, but you know, your home equity, let's take advantage of it and use it to your advantage to, to move forward yeah. and help you out. Exactly. The last couple of years have been tough for some people, and this might be a good chance to reset. Yeah. Uh, reset, start fresh, right? I mean, the mortgage payment goes up a couple hundred dollars a month or whatever, but they're saving thousands of dollars in other debt. That's a home run. Great. All right, another question here. Uh, Barbara from New York is asking, I would really like to consider buying a multifamily property this year. Is the financing different? So the financing is different. Um, there, there's a couple different options here. You mentioned like house hacking earlier on the on the show, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. That's it. A lot of our clients will uh, get into a multifamily with that. Well, they'll buy like a three unit, move into one unit, rent out the other two units, and live for free or very limited costs. That we can do those with like with an FHA loan, which is a very desirable financing for first time uh, for for buyers out there. It doesn't need to be a first time buyer. But you can do three and a half percent down. So on four hundred thousand, that's what fifteen thousand dollars or so plus or minus. That's that's a very cool way to get into a multi unit. Awesome. If you're looking at a straight investment property though, like a three or four units, you want to buy a place in Portland, that's gonna be more twenty five percent down. So the financing is different. The rates are higher on those because it's a higher risk, risk for investors yeah. as well. Sure. So you, go ahead. I was gonna say so so still thirty year fix, just a higher down payment requirement. Yep, exactly. Okay. Higher down payment, higher interest rate as well, just because of the of the risk factor that they price in. Okay. Gotcha. And, and do lenders still factor in the uh, the rents that are received by the other units if you're to live there Absolutely. or whether you live there or not, it still can be utilized yep. to qualify? That's the home run. That's the, a huge advantage for first-time investors. They don't have the history of doing that. You can use 75% of the, of the rents on the property to add back to your income to help you qualify for that property. And what if a unit's vacant? Do you just use market? Market rent, whatever the appraisal says at that point. Yep. Excellent. Makes a lot of sense. All right, we've got a question from Tom in Bridgeton. I want to build a house, but not yet. If I were to buy a piece of land and hold it until I'm ready, are there loans for that? 
there are loans for that. What I'll say is um, at Animac is probably not our forte just because we don't – land's a different animal like you guys mentioned earlier today. Um, land is a, a different type of transaction. Most local banks or credit unions should have an option, an offer for that or an option for that. You're probably looking at 30 to 35% down for those scenarios just because it's higher risk for an investor. Like land sells slower, uh, it could be on the market much longer at that point. So the investors don't want to hold on that if, if for some reason the person that purchased it can't make payments on it. So we can piggyback a land purchase as part of a new construction loan, though, which is what a lot of our clients do. But if someone wants an actual land purchase, like a local bank or credit is probably going to be the best avenue. So if, so if they're buying it with a build package, that's a little bit easier than just straight land. Much easier. Yep. Whether whether the builder buys it and builds the property on it, or we do a construction loan where we give them the funds to buy the land and then build the house after. Either of those are very common. Great. Awesome. Awesome. As always, excellent job answering the, the listeners' questions. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Corey from Andy Mac Mortgage, local lender, one of our go-tos that uh, knows a lot about the market, can really help out. You're listening to Closer to Home means real estate radio. When we come back, we'll have a tip of the week and around town with Harrison. Welcome back to Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea, on News Radio 985 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening. We're in our final segment, Taking It Home with Harrison, with our tip of the week and around town. Take it away. Yeah, just want to recap real quick. That was great having Corey in. Nice to hear what Annie Mac is up to, you know, trying to solve some problems and, and really help borrowers be more competitive in this market is huge. Right, right. And I, I, I skipped it too, is uh, if anybody has any questions for Corey, uh, they can connect through our uh, real estate hotline, 207-331-5516. You can text that or email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com, as well as his information is readily available on our website, jeffsellsmain.com forward slash closer to home. So anytime you've missed a segment, missed a, an episode, you can re-listen to it. You can catch the links of you know stuff that we share. Uh, directly on our website if you for some reason miss uh, an episode. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find that you can find the the uh, digital version of the radio show uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find it. And our social media, Instagram and, and Facebook, the Matea Group on Instagram, and then easy to find us on Facebook too. Yep, exactly. Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. So uh, we've got our tip of the week. Go ahead. Yeah. So the tip of the week, uh, and we we advise all of our clients to do this, and that's work with a lender early in the process. Um, and a local lender. Exactly. And a local lender. <laughs> Uh, and what we find is that, you know, the local lenders, they know the market, they know all the players, they know how things get done here. Um, some of your larger national lenders just don't, you know, they don't know how this market works. They don't know uh, what we're expecting. And also some of them aren't necessarily even familiar with how our like transactions flow and what our rules are. Um, so they're leaning heavily on other parties to try to educate them. And that makes it harder for you to go through a transaction smoothly. And it's an, a relationship business too. Exactly. So those other parties that interact with the lender and the borrower are come come to play a key role with your real estate agent. It's just, you know, things are smoother, the experience is better, exactly. and uh, you get to the finish line a lot easier and uh, less stress. Exactly. And it means a lot when, you know, when, when Corey puts an appraisal order out, the appraisers know Corey personally, they jump right on him. When the larger lenders put him out, sometimes they get pushed to the bottom because they're going for the people they know. And there's all sorts of reasons for it. But there could be delay. Can, yeah, there could be a delay in a closing or, you know, you're just dragging, dragging the feet. Exactly, exactly. So it's really important that you engage with the lender early, but also, as, as Corey is mentioning, try to get as, as far down the process as possible. 
So, you know, he mentioned pre-qualification, pre-approval, and then kind of the platinum approval, which is that like pre-underwritten approval. Uh, the further down there, further up that chain you go, closer to platinum approval, the more competitive your offers are going to be. But also, to your point you made, Jeff, is that there's fewer surprises as you go. You, you, you know exactly what to expect. Yeah, and having gone through this both personally and recently, right, we know mm-hmm. that uh, they guide you at each step of the way. They tell you from step one what you need to provide so that they can get you to the finish line along the way, you know, what little milestones that are there to, to capture information about you so that they can pre-approve, pre-qualify, or platinum approve you. Exactly. And what we also find a little insider tip with that is that the more of that work you do up front, the less of that work you're doing while everything else is going on. So once, <laughs> right. you, so once you go under contract, you're going to go through inspections and appraisals, and you're going to go through the process of planning your move and packing. And the last thing you want is Corey calling going, hey, I still need your tax returns. I need your pay stubs. I need this. I need that. As much of that as you can do up front, when you're really focused on making your move, you're not worried about having to chase down paperwork and answer questions. That's right. already done. Exactly. All like you know, go back to April. All while having to work, get the right. kids to school, uh, do your taxes. Uh, you know, every other thing under the sun that exactly. just life pops up, and uh, you know, so you're not scattered, and you can find all these documents when it's just quiet. Exactly. Make make it as easy as possible on yourself, and do as much of this up front as you can. All right. So we're around town. So we have some nice weather finally here. It's warming up and uh, we've got some seasonal activities back and in store. And I know you being a, an avid golfer, mm-hmm. it can kick my butt. Uh, that's that's your first topic, of course, because you had to rub it in. Absolutely. I, I have to go right to golf. And, <laughs> you know, when I start seeing the sun and I start to feel some warm temperatures, the first thing that comes out of my out of my uh, garage are the golf clubs, the clubs to get all cleaned up and ready. Yeah, you didn't mention that in the first segment about uh, shining those up and uh, getting the getting the boy out to uh, swing swing a few. No, unfortunately, not this weekend. But no. It'll, it's on the list it's coming for sure. Okay. And, and the nice thing, too, is when you look around the area now, all of our golf courses are now open. Yeah, and, they're drying and, out. Exactly. Yeah. They're drying out and, um, you know, Full services are back. They're not necessarily limiting where you can go um, because for the most part, they're all in good shape. You know, I played, I actually played Dunegrass last week um, and it was in great condition. And we've oh, got other okay. great courses around us in Scarborough, you know, Nunsuch, Willowdale, um, Dutch Elm and Arundel is a great little course. Many people don't know is out there, um, but really all of our local courses, they're open, uh, full service in good condition and early season golf is yeah, great. And some great public ones, you know, Portland and South Portland Muni. Absolutely. Yeah. They're off too. Of Riverside and. Yep. And I love early season golf because when I hit a bad shot, I can just blame it on rust. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's nice. Although the back or the shoulders might hurt uh, the next day. Yeah, for sure. Early on. For sure. And and the one thing that, you know, we made a stop this week to uh, SimCity Golf here in Westbrook to see an old friend of ours, Teddy McKay. And, um, you know, those simulators have come a long way. And boy, is that a fun experience. Unbelievable. Yeah. That spot right there in Westbrook at the old Jokers. Uh, what a Flaherty Road. Flaherty Road. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. So uh, see, I think they had seven simulators. They've got a full full service bar they've got a kitchen so you can have some some apps pizzas wraps etc and you've got a personal you know a table for what four yeah i think it's a foursome right yeah, four, so, yeah. Um, and you can play any course just about in the world on a simulator uh, which was really interesting to see that so you know and you're not uh you know it's just you and your your three friends so you're not uh, out on the course and hacking away and maybe you know, uneasy about someone seeing your, your swing, especially in that early when the rust is still there. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that uh, Teddy made a point. And I thought it was a great point is that what they're finding with the simulator crowd is that there's a lot of people that are interested in golf that are a little intimidated by going to the golf course. You know, you, you don't know who you might be playing with or around in some cases, and you're chasing a ball in the woods, you're getting yelled at because you're in somebody else's fairway or you're playing too slow or whatever that might be. This makes it a lot more approachable for somebody who just wants to go out, get some swings and have a good time. 
Um, and really you can do it with, you know, friends, family, any ages. It's, sure. it's super yeah. approachable and a great way to play. Yeah. Have a beer or two, just relax, uh, unwind after work. I think he said they were open like two to 10. Yeah. Two to 10. I think it's $30 an hour for the simulator up to four people. So really inexpensive, right. um, you know, a great chance to go out there and play around in about two hours versus the four or five it might take on the weekend. Exactly. Um, and we're looking at putting together a couple of events there this summer to take advantage of that really great venue. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, thanks to Teddy, we've actually got a couple 30 minute simulator time complimentary passes. If you'd like to text us at the 207-331-5516, just mention golf at 207-331-5516 and we'll uh, we'll get those two passes to uh, lucky listeners. Yeah, and keep an eye on our social again the Matei group at Instagram and then the Matei group at Kelly Williams Realty on Facebook. Um, you know, we, we'll be letting people know when we might be there if you want to come and uh come and yeah, meet, join us. meet and greet, play some golf with us. Right? Exactly. So what else uh, what else is going on around town? Yeah, so for for those of you who aren't golfers and really I hope everybody out there's a golfer cuz it's a great game. Well, but, we're going to convert them to be golfers. Well, sure. yeah, we'll work on it for sure yeah. at Sim City. Yeah. Um, but for other people that are looking for something maybe a little little different to do, I will say that a lot of your fishing charters and your cruises are beginning to pick back up. A lot of them will start service again this month. Love it. Um, which is great because Casco Bay is a, is a total jewel, and it's a great place to go out and be around. The fishing charters are a lot of fun. If you've never deep sea fished, um, they have a lot of options. You know, you can be just in the bay. You can be, like, way out to sea. But there's all kinds of options for people based on what you want to do. Yeah, I've never been deep sea fishing, but that, that sounds pretty interesting. That's, it's a lot of fun. And what yeah. people don't realize is in Casco Bay, you're going to catch a lot of, you know, tuna, but also some smaller shark, not not like great white like Jaws. You're not going to catch Jaws. <laughs> no. Um, but there's all, kinds of, there's all kinds of fish in Casco Bay that many of us don't realize are there. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to go out there, especially with an experienced captain that knows what they're doing to show you the ropes and how to do it. But it's yeah. a good time. And I've been on a couple of those sunset cruises and just kind of go, you know, meandering around the islands or you can, you know, take the Peaks Island Ferry out, uh, as well as uh, our friend uh, Erica from Wine Wise Events right. uh, that has the uh, the wine tastings that I know have been on some of the, uh, on, on the boats. Yeah. You know, and pretty large ones. Yeah. They've got some great sunset cruises and you can do some that ha- with food and drink, without food and drink, just kind of, just kind of cruise around. But there's some great options. And a lot of that will start service again this month, which I enjoy because Casco Bay is a lot of fun. Yeah, and we hope to feature some of those folks on our uh, around town segments uh, in the future too. So we'll, you know, dive into a couple more details about that. Absolutely. So if that's, if that's your kind of thing, I would definitely recommend you check availability for the various cruise lines. They're all starting at largely different times. Um, and also with different offerings, but definitely keep an eye on their websites and even check visit portlandmaine.com to see what might be going on because there's a lot of options. Okay. And then uh, historic walks and events are back. Tell yeah. Me, tell me more. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of the walks around the Portland area, um, but also the events. So you're going to start to see things like the uh, like the art come back out. You're going to see some oh, of yeah, the food yeah. sort of events come back still out. Still the Friday art walk in Portland. Yep, exactly. Yeah. The farmer's markets have all farmers kicked back market, into yeah. gear. So really, if, if you just if you check the calendar or even just stop into Portland and look around, you'll see uh, activity is definitely picking up with the various things in the parks around downtown. Um, just a great place to wander. Well, that's a thing. We were looking at the calendar, and it seems like there's something to do every day for everybody. There really is. Look, it's I mean, they're repetitive too. A lot of these are happening at least once a week, sometimes daily uh, availability, depending on you know when you're in town. If, you know, if you're having guests in, it's a great way to show them around and you know kind of beats just the walking up and down you know the old port or having a drink or two. It's you know showing showcasing the history and uh, you know what there is about Portland. I've learned stuff from that too. Is just getting out to you know see that you know you take for granted all the you know, interesting things that are around the area that you didn't know. Yeah. There's a reason Portland gets all the national press that it does. It just, it has a ton to offer. 
Um, and then also, we, we had mentioned, I believe on last week's show, the fact that the Seashore Trolley Museum and Kenny Bunk had opened. They had a great opening weekend oh, yeah. last weekend. Right. They are open on the weekends. If you're a history buff, a train buff, any of that, uh, it's a really fun place to go to, uh, going undergoing a lot of changes too. Okay, and then Pineland Farms uh, is always, you know, there's always something going on there, especially with the, the spring programming that they have lined up. Yeah, my family's a big fan of Pineland Farms. They offer all kinds of things, uh, whether it's whether it's specific events or just tours. You know, you can go in and see how they make various products, go in and see how they tend to the farm. Uh, they've got a calendar that's published online full of great things. Uh, and also, you know, you can actually, you can see how the products you're buying in the grocery store right. are made, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and it, even just great to get out there to walk around, just you know, get to the trails, just go for a, go for a hike through, uh, you know, the woods, the trails and just, you know, throw the frisbee around, get outside and just have some fun. Enjoy the, yeah. the, the warming weather. Exactly. It's not, not too hot yet. No, no. This is the best time of year where it's just comfortable. Right. We've, we've got the, uh, the two weeks of summer coming sometime in yeah. July. Exactly. We just don't know yet. Exactly. And then for those of us that are in the, in the greater Portland area, especially along the coast, uh, for those of us maybe in Scarborough, Old Orchard Beach, Kenny Bunkport, um, a lot of those restaurants and shops are beginning to open back up for the season too. So like I know the garage in Scarborough just opened and that's yeah, the bait shed. One, bait right, shed. Right. Um, I'm sure you've already been to the garage, right? We've been to the garage a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to get the lobster roll at the bait shed. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, it's just nice to be outside, enjoy the, uh, the atmosphere of, you know, being at the ocean close to it. Uh, you know, even in Kenny Bunk, uh, there's a number of places that you can sit out by the water, um, and just experience Maine while having, you know, the local, the local fish, local seafood um, is a great experience. Exactly. If you ever need a reminder of why you live in Maine, <laughs> now is the time of the season to go check out places like the pier and go down to Pine Point and Old Orchard Beach and, and just enjoy what we have to offer on the coast because it's unlike what you find most other places. That's right. And as a reminder, as we're wrapping up here, is if you have a question uh, that you'd like us to answer on the air, give us a call at 207-331-5516 or text that number. Uh, or you can email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. And a reminder back to the uh, around town segment, Harrison had mentioned about Sim City. We do have those two complimentary passes. So if you had just text us related to golf at 207 331 5516, uh, you'll be entered to win those two free passes. Yeah. And then make sure you follow us on social media, the Matea Group on Instagram, Matea Group at Kelly Williams Realty on Facebook uh, to see what we're up to. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Closer to Home Means Real Estate Radio. That's the Matea Group, and call them today.